Hey, hey, Annika here. Today's episode is, do you feel confident? Do you? Do I? We'll talk about that in a second. First, I just want to say what an afternoon I've had. I've had so much fun. I was invited to an ETV channel called TLR Talks and today's show had the title Influence with Confidence. So, of course, I want to talk about confidence today. Some of you who follow me on Facebook contributed with questions on this topic for me to prepare and I got so many brilliant questions. So first of all, thank you. Thank you so much to everyone who posted a question. You're all part of my prep work for the interview that I did today. And a big massive shout out to Nalin and Udayan for having me on the show. It was so much fun. Next week I will do an episode where I answer all of the questions that you sent me. It may even be two episodes because after I categorized all the questions I got a list of 39 and I want to give my answers to all of you. So how confident are you? The Latin word for confidence is fidere and it means trust. Self-confidence is to trust oneself, to trust in our capacity to achieve something. On the ETV show today, there were so many questions coming in from the viewers who were watching live and many of the questions were very similar to the ones I got from you and I wanted to share something, a pattern I see, that I believe is very important to take a look at. This is a pattern I have noted from working with individuals and groups, with top executives, CEOs, business owners, stay-at-home moms, startupers, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and independents. Everyone, all have this same pattern. And it showed up in the questions I received as I was preparing. And it also showed up in the questions that came on the live show today. So here are three interesting points. Number one, almost every, everyone struggle with issues around uh, self-esteem or self-confidence. And it shows up in different ways for different individuals, obviously. For some It's the feeling of, I am not enough, not interesting enough. I remember the first time I heard this, it was in a workshop with um, women and they were to express their most prominent thought they have about themselves. And this lady said, I'm not interesting enough. So incredibly painful to hear someone think that of themselves. So what becomes your, your habitual pattern, how you interact with people? Well, you take a step back, you don't share, you don't connect, so you end up feeling lonely. Anyway, more of I am not enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not educated enough, I'm not influential enough, not pretty enough, not powerful enough, not lovable enough. That one sucks. In in conclusion, not enough. So for others, it's more of a I don't have enough kind of feeling. I don't have enough time, money, friends, attention. And the last group feels, I am not worthy. They may feel like they are enough. They may feel like they have enough. They have all they want. They have the success and riches, but can't seem to enjoy it or appreciate it because they sincerely feel that they are not worthy of it. So the end result is that they have nothing. That's what it feels like to them. Number two is that everyone seemed to think that I am the only one struggling with this. 
everyone else is so successful. Everyone else has everything they need and everyone else is so happy. Because you see that on Facebook, right? Well, it may look like it from the outside. And number three, last but not least, everyone makes a lot of effort to hide the ugly truth. They do all they can to try to seem happy, seem successful and show off as if they are rich and confident and almost break on the inside from all the pressure of all that pretending and putting on a show. A good question to ask uh, in this situation would be, why do we all work so hard to seem perfect when we know that we're not? Nobody is. Perfect is not even nice. One year for the annual Christmas show on a Swedish TV channel, they had a big situation with a host It's always someone who's really popular and loved by the people. But that year, um, the numbers were super low. Nobody was watching. And that has never happened before. Do you know why? They did surveys to find out. The person they pick came across as too perfect. Nobody could relate, so nobody wanted to watch. The conclusion, don't try to be perfect. It's not attractive. Be you, that's attractive. In my personal experience, having gone from feeling like a big fat zero on the scale of how awesome my self-esteem was, how I valued myself, the way to grow rock-solid self-confidence starts with creating a really positive and strong self-esteem. On a scale zero to ten, what number would you pick for yourself, for your self-esteem today? This is not a test, there is not a right or a wrong answer. It's just a reflection of how you feel today. You know your number. Whether that is super high, you're flying and you feel unstoppable and smile at everyone you meet. Smile so big they see it even if you're wearing a mask. Or if that's a super low number, you feel really bad, nothing is going well, you don't fit in anywhere and you don't think there's a chance anything will change. Whatever your number is, it's a direct reflection of your thoughts. Like James Allen says in his book, As a Man Thinketh, and I cannot say that title without having to add that a woman also thinketh. (laughs) There, now I said it. What he says in the book is, we become what we think. I have applied that as a rule of life. Choose all your thoughts and you will change your world, like my friend Momo said. Today, I feel like a 10. If you think, is she trying to show up? No, I'm not. I just want to share that having been a big fat zero on the self-esteem scale until the age of 38, not so long ago, it's a new life out here. (laughs) A life that is so worth making some effort for. A lot of effort, actually. And I'm talking about effort in the field of personal development, in case that's not clear. I want to share a story about a client of mine <clears throat> someone who used to have very low self uh, very low self esteem and today is like a whole new person speaks differently walks differently smiles you know you get the whole picture so when i start working with a client we always take a look at their self esteem and how confident they feel with mr grumpy and i'm sorry i called him that but he really was super grumpy and he knows that When we first talked, it was obvious that he didn't feel good about himself, not comfortable with who he was, very uncomfortable talking about it, and almost irritated that we had to go through that. 
The exercise was to make a list of all the things he's achieved to lay a foundation to build his confidence on. So I asked him to think of everything and anything that he's achieved, accomplished. Maybe he's been through hard times in life and overcome that. Something he's contributed to or succeeded with or something he won. And he just said, with his arms crossed over his chest, of course, I never won anything. Mm-hmm. But if you think back when to you when to, to when you were younger in school, maybe at no. Okay, well, I know you did. I know you won a race. As you can imagine, he did not agree. He did not want me to be right, and he did not want to be wrong. But at the same time, he could hear that I sounded pretty confident because I was sure one hundred percent. I could see the thinking cloud above his head going through his work situations with colleagues, the time at university, school. No, he said, no, I never won anything. Well, that you're sitting here today means that you won. You entered into this life by winning the race of life. You're a winner. Hmm, he said. I never thought of that. He acknowledged that he did win that race. Very encouraged, I said, okay, let's find another. There's nothing more, he said. You helped someone, maybe? Nah. You saved a bird when you were a kid? Nope. You fixed the photocopying machine at work? That's what I used to do, so I just pulled that one. Yes, I always have to fix it. People come to me every day, but that's just because I sit next to it. So now everyone comes to me to fix it. I waited for him to give me that point. He didn't. Instead, he said, there's nothing else. The copying machine doesn't really count. And everyone on earth won that race you're calling it. I'm just one out of billions. I'm not a winner. He was a tough cookie. I can tell you that. Luckily for him, so am I. <laughs> it took a full hour and we were both exhausted after. But we got 14 really nice points that, and he actually said it himself, that reading that list made him sound and feel like a really nice guy responsible, someone to count on, very committed to adding value, and he even got a second win under his belt. Listen to this one. At the age of 11, he won a competition at school. Who wrote the best poem? And of course I asked if he remembered it, which he didn't. But the next session, he showed me a picture on his phone. It was a handwritten text, clearly written by a child. Mathematics is a tool. Calculations can be pretty cool. The one who doesn't want to learn it is a fool. Knowledge can be fuel. Grammar is another tool, but it makes my brain spin, spin like a whirlpool. When I grow up, I'll be lord of molecule <laughs> and treat people by the golden rule. I wrote this at school. He won. He's a winner and an excellent poem writer. I hope this little story encourages you to think of all the different things that make you you. What you think of yourself matters more than anything else. Remember, we become what we think. Make sure you select some really nice, encouraging, empowering, positive and uplifting thoughts about who you are. Like I said, Mr. Grumpy is a new man. He's no longer Mr. Grumpy. He is Lord of Molecule and he walks like a peacock. I hope this story inspires you to shake your tail feathers and strut like a peacock. Show us what you got. I wish you a wonderful weekend. 
and we'll talk more about how to build confidence next week. Take care.